Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hi, folks. Welcome back to another guest house uh, edition from uh, Strength to Be Human with my uh, co-host uh, again, John Patrick Robbins. Thank you very much for being on board there, John. Uh, always great to be on the show, Mark. Thank you. Uh, we got another like three-parter type show. Right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna consolidate, which would have normally been the mailbag episode. I'm gonna do this do that next month because I really got more mail than I can even do on one show. So we're gonna do some of it on this show, and then we'll do a more solitary show, combining both of them. Okay. So on this episode, this episode 95. All right, we're gonna do the first topic on uh, vision versus delusion. Uh, we're going to have a second part where we're both going to answer some questions, uh, four of them each, uh, on a mailbag part two. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, my upcoming uh, print book. Uh, it's sort of like a, a best of, of my hits, so to speak, from the last 20 years. It's sort of like a, a, a selection book called the Question to Quiet. So that'll be different to talk about something I'm putting out. I spent an entire year in the show almost talking about everybody but myself. So if I don't tell you how much I'm committed to the arts, I don't know what the hell will, okay? I mean, that's just the truth. All right, folks, uh, let's, let's talk about this uh, vision versus delusion. Now, what we're talking about on something like this is, and, and you know, John can probably even testify more to it than I can, but, you know, I've had a few of these instances where oftentimes you do your best as an editor and even as a fellow writer to try to help others in the, in the community. But you don't know who you're often dealing with. Some folks, you know, they, they, they seem reserved and they seem shy and they might even seem workmanlike. And then next thing you know, you, you try to help them get some attention and they lose their minds. And it's why we call the show for this particular episode uh, Vision versus Illusion because I honestly think that sometimes people – uh, especially in the writing community, they begin to lose their vision, you know, when they're out there, you know, either taping shows or they may be out there, you know, doing a bunch of, uh, you know, audio work at the various uh, coffee houses or, 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 or writing festivals mm -hmm. or you know, all, all of that, all of that audio tech work. You know, we got, we got some folks that do some stuff on, on YouTube and, and video. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against any of that. I think it's all important components to a, a writer's life or yeah. just the artistic life in general. But when after, I don't know, a couple of months of this or maybe even like six months of this and, and you, 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 your name's more out there and the next thing you know, you're, you're getting 29 different poses on Facebook. I don't know if you got a camera following you around or somehow you're figuring this out. And then suddenly you become a distant and you become a cranky. You know, suddenly you make a demand. So I can't come on to your show, Mark, unless I have green M&Ms and, you know, gummy bears that are purple. I mean, what the hell? So uh, when you start getting that way, yeah. you're losing who you're supposed to be, which is a writer, grateful and, you know, quite frankly, uh, humble, you know, to those that are lending a hand to get you out, out there more so people can see and read your work, learn something, maybe buy some of your books you know, to where you're becoming some kind of like, you know, I don't know, class class D celebrity or something. 
you know, the next thing you know, you're you're selling one of these like these one of these silly celebrities that uh, you know, they could barely get into a, a independent movie now, but they got something big to say because everybody knows who they are. It doesn't help anybody. It certainly doesn't help our jobs as, as, as both editors and publishers, and it certainly helped me as a writer because, you know, I preach this sort of thing about making connections with people and trying to help people out. I even tell other writers, help other writers out. But it is annoying when people start losing their way. And it's not always losing their way because of alcohol and drugs. It's not even losing their way temporarily because they're dealing with some depression. <laughs> Believe it or not, all of those issues have excuses and maybe even some legitimate grounds. You don't have any legitimate grounds if you got you got more photographs on Facebook than you got poems. That's not much legitimate grounds there, okay? You're losing your path, and that's where you lose your vision from writing, and you go into the delusional stage. I know you might have some uh, some uh, words on this, and maybe even some experiences on this, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a little bit, um, but of course we both do. Uh, anytime you work behind the scenes and you work with egos and, you know, everybody has one, no matter what they say, you know, and, and some, you know, and most know how to control it. But we all, you know, we want our work read and we want to get out there. We're doing it for some reason, whatever, and, and God bless everybody who does, you know, put words to the paper. Um, yeah, it, it does get – sometimes you see people when – I've seen this case myself and, and there's some great examples uh, – uh, I, I've literally got people into publication. Um, one person in particular, with the name of names, uh, got them into publication, and then you know they they got you know they got into one, they got into another. But I I, I knew them from way back, and got them in. And then next thing you know, they start thinking they're like you know famous or something. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of bizarre sometimes when you see some people. You know, because there's nothing wrong. People need encouragement. I believe encouraging people. But there's so much negativity in this world. But sometimes you see people kind of veer off into that other direction of where, you know, there's a thing about being driven and, you know, knowing what you want to accomplish. And another thing about just kind of getting kind of your head stuck in another, you know, unflattering area. And <laughs> so, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it, it's just – it's. Yeah, it's strange, and we, we've both seen it. I mean, I know we probably have a million stories, most we can't tell, but, you know, it, it, it's it's sad sometimes when you see that, because I think that really does mess with what's the most important thing is the art and, and, and you know, the work. And when you see people that just kind of lose sight where they're more caught up into – you know, I'm not a big fan of Instagram and things like that. And that's not knocking people who are because, I, you know, if it makes you happy. And if that's how you somehow connect with people and get your work out there, I don't see how you do. But be my guest. You know, <laughs> it's definitely not for me. But, yeah, it, it, it is strange. And I know you've definitely got plenty of stories dealing with because, like you said, we we work behind the scenes. We're not just editors. We, we're, you know, publishers. So. Yeah, well, I, so it can be I, unique. I have, I have so many stories. I mean, we could have like 10 shows in this, and I probably still got more, you know. But a couple that, 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 that keep in, <laughs> in mind is, is simply this, okay. I honestly think this sort of thing happens not, not because people suddenly get a big head and, and lose perspective. I honestly think it happens because 
and, and it's my guess, okay? I could be wrong, but my guess is I honestly think that there are some people that get into the arts, especially in, into writing, for the wrong reasons. So when this sort of thing happens, all they're doing is acting out the kind of character they have originally, which isn't a very good one. That's what it is. They're, done, they're not in for the arts. They're not in to communicate something interesting or profound to an audience. They're over there to make up for whatever else they didn't do in their life. So now it's all about writing, and that's how they lose this right away because they might not have had it from the beginning. And when we realize that, then we have a better understanding of mm. what we're dealing with. But you can't tell that when you're dealing with somebody in the beginning. You don't know. Most people, you don't know until something happens like that, and then, <laughs> then you see it right away. Because when it happens that quickly, you have to wonder if they just never were in it for the right reasons in the first place. That, that's my part on that. But, you know, I've had some real uh, horrible examples of it. You know, I have a press where I literally had to kick two people out because they couldn't conduct themselves properly on the <laughs> social media. How the hell am I supposed to be trying to sell books out there when one of my writers is literally mocking the entire industry? How the hell are you going to do that? No, you, you can't. I mean, it, that makes no damn sense. You know, it, it'd be like an actor that, that gets paid to be in the movie, and then he just spends the next year bashing the movie. Who, who's going to want to deal with somebody like yeah. that? That's, that's really how that came out. <laughs> and I had another person that, I don't know, they thought they were going to go to Hollywood and make a million dollars. So when that didn't happen, they're like, where's my money at? I don't know. Where the hell is your marketing at? That would be the first thing I'm saying. Where is your marketing at? Where is your commitment to all this? Because I can't do it all for you. Even though I, I specified yeah. the people in the very beginning, I literally gave them a, a literally an entire introduction in writing about this is what the press is about. This is what I'm doing. This is what I expect that you should be doing if you want to get this going any farther. And if you don't want to do that, don't get mad mm -hmm. at me. And unfortunately, that person didn't want to <laughs> listen to that advice and got mad at me. And I'm like, bye. Because I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> you know, they, they yeah, say, I mean, they say just... life is short, but to tell you the truth, when you have to deal with some people that are that 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 weird and difficult, that life is long, and you got to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, that's just paperwork, Mark. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't read that. I, I just knew that it was Soma was the home for me. <laughs> it is weird how you can you can go over things with people, but it's still. You know, I don't know. It's it's it is delusion, great. Mostly when you're dealing with people who have a kind of messed up perspective of how things are supposed to run, or how things are going to. Maybe they watch one too many movies. I don't know. Yeah, you have to wonder because I I, got, I had that person. They literally stopped marketing their book for eight months, and then they're asking me, "Where's my money at?" Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Where is your money at? Because uh, I don't have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. It, it, it's it's a difficult business enough if you're not marketing, and those that do have a hard time as well. It's it's not it's not easy. It's it's a job, and it, it's not you know it's not tremendously. It can be fun. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, all matters I, on how I, you again, see. You know, it. I, you, I make it really clear, and then you know you, you, some people are going to take it seriously. I, I guess some are not. That, that's, and that's why you have to deal with this. It's a gamble. I tell people writing is a gamble. Well, so is publishing a gamble. It's a gamble on me that I'm not going to get people that are just going to be off in enough field over there wondering what happened. That's a, that's a, real, that's a real problem sometimes. You know, it really is. Yeah. And, and another, another issue about this whole um, vision versus the delusion is, is that we got too many folks over here that they've gotten infected by a culture that wants everything right now. It wants, it wants their fame right now. You know, they want to come out of college and be a CEO in three days after they graduate and got their degree. 
young young man it doesn't work that way okay whoever the hell told you that was lying to you okay you still got to work you got to still earn your way you still got to learn and, and who the hell says we want a CEO at, at 23 years old? What the hell are you going to offer the world? What do you know? What do you know? Beer pong and, and you're pretty good at algebra. That, that's not much uh, to, to sell anything, folks, okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be real here. Yeah, it's, 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 it is hard dealing with. I mean, you know, that's definitely, uh, as we've mentioned, people want to start up things. It's definitely hard working behind the scenes. It can be really rewarding when you see, work for the, the right people, I should say. But then when you get some people that just, they, they think, oh, well, I'm published, that's it. I'm selling, you know umpteen amount of copies because everybody tells me so because they shared it and they you know <laughs> it's like you got yeah it it it's it's kind of weird you have to really kind of go through things with writers sometimes and with people you're dealing with and just kind of break it down it's not always uh it's definitely not glamorous but you have to be honest with people about the way things work and and be very clear because it will backfire on you sometimes yeah, exactly signing I, the Wrong people can be. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've dealt with I've dealt with that already, and I did my very best to try to pick people that are at least emotionally mature about things, and they have a better understanding of what's going on in the world. And that's that's all you could do sometimes. Yeah, but it's a risk. So as much as I might get upset with myself sometimes, I am not afraid to cut somebody if I have to. I'm not going to stick them on there and let them stay there and you know crap all over all what I'm doing and just because I did all the work. Oh well, I guess I lost a few bucks. And I lost some time, move on, and that's that. That's all you can really do. Now, yeah. I, I'm just like you about the Instagram. I'm not going to make fun of people that use that, especially if they use it for a marketing end. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. But you've got to remember that whatever you're doing as a writer, it's about the writing. And even if you actually manage to sell a, a good amount of books, let's say through Instagram, okay? And I'll give you a perfect example. I, I know the writer that's a pretty person. I mean, mm -hmm. photogenic. And she's like, Mark, I'm, mm. I'm selling books just because I put my picture out there. I'm like, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But what you have to realize at the end, no. of, what the, at the, the end of the day is if they're buying the books because they think you're hot, one day you're not going to be hot. Then what the hell happens? If they're not stuck on your writing, if they don't know what you're doing, eventually that's, that's going to wear out because you're not going to stay pretty forever. It's not really a long-term strategy. Maybe it's good in the short term. Nothing wrong with being photogenic trying to sell a book. People do it all the time. But if they're not interested in your work, if they don't really think you have anything to say other than they want to dream how hot you are, you know, you're going to have a short shelf life whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, it, it, like I said, I don't knock people that go on Instagram. I mean, if you can find – if you can make that vehicle work because – you know, I have one for one of the mags, uh, then congratulations, because I haven't figured it out. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's if you're putting a lot of stock in that, just, uh, you know, that does that does fade. And you're definitely probably a little bit off thinking that people are just, you know, generally digging what you do because they, you know, they, they buy your book because you're really great looking or whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't know how that goes. Me but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not selling no books on my look. Nope, not me. <laughs> not me either. So yeah, no, I. It is weird, but you know, if you can find a way, a different way to market things, that's real creative. I mean, you know, you can't ever fret anybody for 
coming up with a different way to market themselves and and get their work because it's hard. You got to respect people that can move, who can move their books that way. You know, more power to them. I wish I could, but it ain't going to be happening anytime soon. So I, I hear you. I hear you. So I, I only try to give some just you know. Just some, just some experience in life type of advice. That's all. Just to remind them that you don't want to get stuck doing that one thing, thinking that's the only card you have, because you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to wind up hurting yourself. You're going to wind up saying one day, "Where the hell all these people go?" And I'm like, yeah. you, know, "You know where they went? They went the same place your looks went. That, that's where they went." <laughs> wow, that's. So yeah, you, you have to have you have to have yep. more you have to have more line in the water than just one, and otherwise you can't be getting mad that you're not catching any more fish. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, completely. It's when you base everything on that, you're really, you know, it's kind of like walking out in a semi-frozen pond. You know, the ice will hold you for a little while, but eventually it's going to start cracking and it's all going to, you know, go go south real quick. Um, That's why we got to be careful whatever we're trying to do. Now, don't get me wrong. We all we all like to have an angle now and then. We all like to have a, a little bit of a gimmick once in a while, some kind of a catch or some kind. Of, so all of that stuff can work. You just have to make sure that at the end of the day, you know, you're not BSing yourself. Because once you do that, yeah. that's how you lose focus, and that's how you lose from going to the vision of what you're trying to do. To now you're into the delusion of someplace else that has nothing along to do with your writing anymore. You're you're off in some other plane of existence. And that's never a good thing because anybody who um, who's working with you or who's been trying to support or promote you, you those are the first people you're going to be pissing off. And it's not a good idea because I always tell people more than anything else in, in, in this particular business, if you're not showing some gratitude, you're going to lose people and you're not going to get them back. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really a... It is a difficult business, and it is a business. That's what people need to remember before you get all caught up in ego and everything else. It's, it's a business, and when you burn bridges, you are in uh, you're gonna be in deep water, you know, because you, you've got to think about everything you do. Sometimes it's like playing chess almost. You really have to be, and so, you know, at times I don't even like that, but I have to, you know, I have to think about sometimes when people are <laughs> driving me nuts, I have to. You know, bite my tongue and kind of, you know, I treat it like a business. And that's largely what gets me by. But, um, you know, I mean, cause sometimes it drives you crazy. Anybody can tell you, anybody, who, and especially anybody who works behind the scenes can tell you how hard it is sometimes dealing with people that just, they just, I don't know what, what they're on, but I want it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it is hard it's a difficult thing and it's always a slippery slope when you do those kind of things and um you know it's- i think just from the practical level of things both of you and i as editors and as publishers mm-hmm. just dealing with people on a, a practical level meaning that yeah. we're doing the work on their behalf to help them is in itself, you know, a, a, a struggle and in a, in a job, an extra job that, you know, sure we elected to do, but still, it's a job. And then you add people that, you know, they get carried away or, or, or they get or they get rude or they start losing themselves in some sort of dimension of delusion. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes it that much more of a, of a trying thing. I mean, I've known people that they got they stepped away from being editors because they're like, I'm, I'm just tired with that stuff. I'm already taking enough time from my own work, from my own life, yeah. maybe even from my own family, 
And now I'm going to do that on behalf of people who are going to treat me like garbage? I mean, no, I'm not going to take that. So there's some people that walk away, and I, I, can't, I can't give them a hard time about it because I understand that that's happened to me a few times. I know it's happened to you. And uh, you, you, have to, you have to question sometimes at the end of the week, you know, how much is this all worth it? How, how much uh, my should be, should be going through? You know, mm-hmm. I, unlike other people, I don't let it last very long at all. I, I automatically mm-hmm. address it, and if i got to cut somebody loose, then, then that's how it's going to be. I'm, just, I'm not going to look back, and that, that'll be the end of it. Because I do that not because it's so much fun to hurt somebody or because, you know, I'm, I'm some kind of power-mad nut. I do it because the truth of the matter is, is if I would dwell so much on some of the negative stuff that I've had to deal with doing these jobs, I wouldn't do them anymore. The only way I can push forward is to make sure I get that junk in front of me out of the way because that's the only way I can keep doing this. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't do it anymore. I just go back to my writing and, you know, call the day. I mean, I'll still be in touch with some really great people that I've met along the way that have been wonderful, you know, and, and it's easy for somebody, including some of those people, to say, well, Mark, don't forget about the 3,000 people that love you versus the 20 that are giving you a hard time. I go, that sounds <laughs> wonderful on paper. But when you're yeah. literally when you're literally in the midst of people, you know, literally like sending you crappy messages, putting stuff on other sites because mm-hmm. they don't like you. I had one guy call my wife a crack whore on my own personal site while she's reading yeah. it. Yeah. While, mm-hmm. while she's reading it. Yeah. And and yeah. For, and for me to want to find where this guy is and take my golf club and just hit him on his legs. I don't want to hit him anywhere else because I want him to still be alive. But I just want to beat his legs so he feels the pain for weeks on end. Just for him to understand how that's beyond unacceptable. Beyond it. Yeah. Now, if you want to call me a name, it, it might not be considered professional, but uh, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But don't involve my family because when I'm criticizing you about something or I'm, t- I'm putting you out about something, I'm not talking about your wife or your family. It's just mm-hmm. you. Just trying to be honorable about it. But you got people that they want to go beyond that. So, I mean, uh, things like yeah. that. I mean, I, I know most people, they would have pulled out of this thing and said, the hell with it. It's not worth it. You know? Because yeah. I, I got to talk to my wife. It, what, what happened? I don't know. This guy went off the board. I don't know what's wrong with him. And You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and can I tell her, hey, uh, I promise you that's never going to happen again? I can't even lie like that. Because who knows? No. Who knows? Thank God she loves me. She knows what I'm trying to do. She obviously don't want to see something like that again, and I don't. That's why I have to tell some other writers when they deal with a person like that who I know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to understand this is what this person has done. So maybe they haven't done that to you. Maybe they haven't done that to you yet. But I'm not going to be so comfortable when you're telling me how wonderful they are. I'm going to not want to hear that kind of crap. you know. And so those are some of the more serious things that we can deal with behind the scenes. Where you got somebody that they want to act poorly, they want to treat writers like crap, they want to put garbage out there that they call books that I wouldn't even put in my cat box. That's right. I really want to have my cat poop on some of the stuff that these people put out. Okay? <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, they're, they're going to try to attack you personally or even go after your family. What am I supposed to think about that, huh? That's just part of the writing business? No. Uh... Be glad this is not New Jersey. Because some of you folks wouldn't be around anymore. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> you just would not be around. Whatever happened to them, I don't really know. But I'm going to eat my Philly cheesesteak sandwich now. Okay? Yeah, well, Stop asking me questions. Problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> playing, these, hey, playing these games, it's not a good idea with me. It, it, it does get incredibly frustrating. I know I have many a day 
wanted to walk away, and I've got all the threats, I've got all the criticism, family being attacked, you name it. And it, it's it's really hard to care about the people that matter. And I, I'm saying this genuinely because I have a lot of great people to work with, but that's why I'm definitely taking a break <laughs> pretty soon. Um, not not a permanent one, just a need a vacation. So, um, but yeah, it is hard to do that when you have people attacking you and we're human. I don't know why people act like, you know, this is acceptable to act like a two-year-old. And a lot of times other people who really just like to watch, I don't know if they want to be on the Jerry Springer show or what, they just like to encourage and throw gas on the fire because either you rejected a right of theirs or whatever it's just utter childishness because I don't do that. And then people can say, well, I do. yeah, there's a difference between humor and going out and just being totally disrespectful. I would never go on a person's web page. First of all, if I dislike you, I'm not going to waste time, you know, trolling you. It's become a very big thing, but this is what cracks me up. It's really a big thing amongst kids that now grownups are doing. And I, it's just utterly just so backward. And it's just like high school, and I'm not, you know, it's just, it. it's so frustrating when you deal with that. And, like, you've had, I've had it definitely on big levels we have, and it's, it is hard to want to do this on a regular basis. And I definitely question whether I do, because I, I, you get tired. You're a human being, and you just, you know, like, I'm pretty much a, uh, a person that I'm like, well, if, if somebody's going to keep talking this, you know, I'd rather, you know, say it to my face. You know, you're going, it's really easy to say things through a, a computer and be really tough, but it's not so easy face to face. And I've dealt with people in my life, even in, in my job, you know, the bouncer and things like that, that, you know, I've always found that people aren't quite so big. You don't hear the craziness you hear on uh, the in the Internet once it's really given people a lot more delusion. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And it's it's a thing that really, but you know, we do deal with some great people, and that's the reason. I know that's the reason I've stayed around because I'm definitely tired. But yeah, <laughs> so well, I'm I'm sure that you need the break, and we all need the break from time to time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm continuing into uh, 2020, uh, doing the same things I'm doing. Uh, I, I just try to take the lessons uh, to heart and and do my best to try to make better choices and and, and try to put some rules in effect that. You know, going to help curb some of that, but you know, there's no way I can guarantee it's not going to happen again. There's no way. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish I could; it would be nice, but it, it, you really can't. So I just tried to make sure that we put the best things out, and and but I'm not going to stop speaking about things I, that I feel are important. I'm not going to have some idiot try to bully me because they're bullying other people, and then they're telling me about it. I mean, I really wish more people would come off the fence and do some of their own defense, so I won't have to do that. But in some cases, what I have to, you know, what I mean. You, you can't go around pretending that you're some kind of great person when all you're doing is trying to use your your magazine and your email as a dating service. And, you know, and you're sending people dirty pics <laughs> and, 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 you're, and you're being a nasty individual, and, and, but then you're trying to pretend like you're, you're some kind of godsend to the arts. You're not. You're just yeah. a pervert, and I'm going to call you out on it. And whether you try to attack me or not, well, that's just too bad. I'm not going to allow some of these things, regardless mm-hmm. of how... It might make uh, my own job uh, as editor and publisher difficult at times. I'm just simply going to allow it. I'm not. I, I'm not going to um, turn away from the things I talk about on the show just because they're, they're, they're hard at times. Oh, well. We've made some ground. 
you know, I've had some people turn away from some of these places with the understanding that, um, you know, um, they're doing the right thing and they just need to find a different path. But rather trying to find an easier path for people who are going to abuse them or take advantage of them, they might want to take a longer view on things. But they'll be healthier and, and, and they'll be better off for that. And and I think that's that's a great way of going about things. But, you know, like anything else in life, folks, if you want to stand up for the good, you're going to take some punches now and then. That's just the way it is. Lots of times people don't stand up for what they know that is right because they don't want to deal with all the hassle that can come with that. But guess what? You're not going to have a world improved if you don't. This is the reason why, even though I'm not very political on these shows, sometimes I occasionally veer into that because I'm tired of hearing the hypocrisy. I'm tired of being preached about all these things I'm supposed to do in my life, yet the people who are preaching to me, they don't even stand up for the littlest things in their lives. But I'm supposed to be doing all this stuff. I'm supposed to make sure the animals are great. I'm recycling. I'm, I'm using my poop to build clay statues to people who are not in the Confederacy. Uh, and, and I have to make sure that I, I don't use my car a lot to pollute the world. And, you know, recycle my own urine so I can save water and, you know, all this other crap. And meanwhile, these people are not doing anything. They got no minorities on, uh, on their staffs. They don't have anybody in, in their lives that don't look like they are, okay? And, and when something hard about happens in their life, they just run away. So don't preach to us about any of this stuff, folks, in the arts, when you're not doing one damn thing in your life to make this world better. At least we're very taking a real chance in trying to do something, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. Um, th- th- there's a lot of hypocrisy and everything nowadays and people are so easily offended and yet they don't want to it's weird how people can be so offended yet standing up for right and wrong a lot of times seems to be so difficult and and just speaking your mind nowadays people think you're a trailblazer if you just speak your mind and i really don't find it all that fascinating that somebody can just be honest i mean most of the people i admired as writers had a backbone and I know I definitely have one because I say quite a few things that get me in trouble. But, you know, it's my opinion. You don't have to read it. You don't have to. But I don't I don't force it down anybody's throat. So, you know, I mean, I don't get it. But, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's almost like kind of a lemming type mentality nowadays. Yeah, that's pretty much what it, what it is. You know, yeah. I always encourage writers to try to at least be honest with themselves and, and put out there what they really feel is the, is the best. You know, I had some great interviews yesterday with people that, that exactly did that. They, they put out stuff that they really believe is important, and mm-hmm. they, they stand by it, and, and, and it reflects in their work. And, and that, that's what you want to see. And now it doesn't matter in the end if that's not work that really connects with you personally, because you can tell that it's still authentic and that it has some meaning and it has purpose and it's going to, and it's going to do well. But I, I, I like that because you don't see as much of it as, as we should. You know, and it, it always grieves me personally and, and artistically uh, that uh, too many writers, uh, they start reflecting the kind of world and culture that's out there. You're supposed to be helping to change that. You're not supposed to be joining that, people. Yeah, no. No, it's it, – it, I don't know. I, I'm just so I, – I always respect people who are individuals, and, and even if I don't agree with their opinion, I respect people that just give it to you the way they think and the way they see things because it just takes – it takes a lot of courage nowadays. It's really easy to go with the flow and, and to not disrupt anything. You know, but uh, I'm sorry. If I don't agree with what's – you know, if I don't agree with what's going on, I'm going to say so. 
I mean, I'm not generally changed. I've been this same person for quite a long time. So, you know, <laughs> don't I don't want to act to begin with. What I do is not an act. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit kind of out there, but you know, at least I'm honest about the things I do. So, I don't get it. I don't get with people when they, you know, they can't even be themselves. That, that, it's, it's what I talk about a lot on the shows. Hell, it's one of the things that that got me to interested in your work and, and eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, working with you and, and and then of course becoming your friend is mm-hmm. because I could tell right away that here is somebody that's living the life that they want to live and they're speaking about the things that they they feel important and, and they're honest to the point where at, uh, at times sometimes they're even criticizing themselves but at least they're doing it in a, in a way that they recognize what's what's going on which means that they're being honest with themselves even if the things that are going on aren't the best. They're still being straight with it, and you just don't see that a lot. It's one of the things I really admire about you because it's one of the hardest things to, to, to say, you know, in in a poem. You know, um, the girl broke my heart, and uh, maybe I caused it. I mean, because you know, we read those poems all the time where it's like, oh, yeah. the hell with her, and she just don't know how cool <laughs> I am, and blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't hear too many poems that are saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really hurt over this, and, you know, I, I probably caused it. You don't hear that, and when you hear that, then you you understand you're dealing with somebody that you know is in the end, you know, going to give you the give you the straight truth. Well, to me, it's it, 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 and I appreciate the compliment. It's just the only way to be. I think I'm just a very much a, a realist, and it's you know there, there's always two sides to every story. That's you know, and that's and you know that's why I write the way I do. I'm very introspective in that way, and uh, you know, that's I think a lot of people could benefit from that, and that's probably a lot of times when you see people when they get off into la la land, they they just don't know how to. If you can't laugh at yourself and realize that you know you are not perfect, uh, you know you're not. If you, it's it's weird how some people I think they become in love with the sound of their own voice and their own image. And it's very strange. But then again, you know, some of these things out there that we use as marketing tools kind of breed that as well. I mean, they do. That's why you have to be careful in what what you're using. It's sort of like those those people that weld, you know, it's an important tool that really does important things in in our lives. And it's necessary to put two things together. So on many levels, a, a welding device is extremely helpful. But. If you don't use it right, well, uh, you can melt the wrong things. You could burn yourself to death. There's a quality of thousands of things you could do wrong with it <laughs> just because you're not paying attention or because you take it for for you know for granted. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a lot like that. Marketing is a lot like that. It, it can be a, <laughs> a, a weapon just as much as it can be something helpful. You have to use it right. Yeah, you, you definitely – it's – it, you know, it's an art of knowing how to do it properly and knowing knowing your market, knowing how to, you know, and definitely, of course, with the way uh, in particular, speaking for myself, I use humor. You know, you have to know, hey, what's going to work? And you have to know other times what not to push the humor envelope, you know, because I can make jokes about anything. I very much enjoy cracking jokes on myself, but – you know, you, you have to know when to kind of like pull back and, and, and it's just it's a fine line. And it's a real art of knowing how to market, uh, 
yourself and how to do things in a, in a proper way and, and how to also conduct yourself nowadays. I mean, that, that's the thing, you know, and it, you just, uh, and you especially want that from your writers too. You don't want your, you know, you're going to do a book with somebody and they go off on some weird tangent, you know, <laughs> you know alienating themselves. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And you're like, Oh my God, what the hell did I just do? You know? uh, uh, and then you're the one publishing them. Yeah. So, it's already it happens to me, so trust me, it's a, it's like a horrible Twilight Zone episode go wrong, you know? Mm, I'm looking at yeah. it, and you got to be kidding me. It definitely, uh, yeah, you definitely know firsthand. <laughs> I've dealt with some interesting individuals, but no, I've not had that uh, experience like you've had. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's very, very, I can imagine it's very uncomfortable, too, because, you know, nobody wants to really kind of... I don't think anybody wants to have to pull the plug on things or anything like that, but sometimes you, you just have to because it's in a lot of ways it's a reflection on you when you're the publisher and you have somebody, you know, you know, gonna climb the clock tower on you. Yeah, you know? that's that's pretty much it, yeah. I mean I, I literally have to tell people right now, listen, whatever you're doing, try not to embarrass yourself. But that's gonna happen now and then because you you're getting in the you know, the ins and outs of marketing. But for all sakes of, of God and, and country here, don't embarrass me because I did all this work for you. I, I can't be looking like some kind of moron. People <laughs> ask me, where the hell is that person? What the hell? Because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to wonder what, what's wrong with your judgment. And, and they will be right to ask that question, whether I like it or not. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't get away from it. Oh, hell, I didn't know the, the guy was going to go on a, on a binge and hate the whole planet and then literally put it on public media. Yeah, I'll say. yeah, you got you got to go with the the happy drinkers there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's yeah, and, and we all and then again, I I you know, there's we understand both sides of the coin being writers as well. I mean, there's sometimes yeah, I get frustrated with uh with everything. I mean, I can you know, I know, it, but then again, sometimes think about that. It's probably better to go vent to your friends than to go on social media where anybody and everybody can see it. Like that's no win to you know because everybody needs to vent at some time. Everybody gets frustrated. It, it's not not easy doing this, and it's never easy writing. It's not easy being a publisher or editor. It's just, it's all difficult. Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and you're completely right about that, John. And, and, uh, and to be honest and, and even fair, believe it or not, to that person that did that nonsense, because believe it or not, there still has to be fairness for that person too. If they mm -hmm. did this thing privately and I heard about it behind the scenes, I would be hurt, but I wouldn't have dropped them. It's just yeah. the public nature of it just shows the complete absence of judgment that there's no way I could do anything but just erase the guy, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is. A, it's a shame when things like that happen. But, I, I mean, I understand. Like I said, I haven't dealt with it on on my end. Uh, but I've not been in uh, a publisher for an extremely long time. So, you know, give it time. I'm sure we'll we'll have something happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wish that on you. Hell, I don't even wish that on some of the publishers who I really don't like. I really, yeah. I really don't because um, uh, even if you're putting crappy work out for somebody, you're still doing work, and, and you, you shouldn't have it thrown back in your face. Yeah, no, it, it it's really bad, and it's you know it's people don't get that. And when you there's so many good publishers out there that that really really work hard, and it's just bad when you see that you know somebody kind of spiraling or whatever, but. 
definitely to to a note to any publisher, you know, be careful. You know, kind of take a look in who you publish because you never know. And, and we sometimes, don't know. You, sometimes you can't. I mean, I do that same thing. I did that with that person. You just don't yeah. know. It's not like you have a, 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 a list of people yeah. you could talk to. Hey, what about this and what about that? You, you don't always have that. You could look on social media and not find much there sometimes with people. And, and you just don't really know. You're having communication on a regular basis. Nothing seems out mm-hmm. of the ordinary until one of these days, blam. So, <laughs> yeah, you can tell sometimes. Some people, if they leave a trail, you can tell. I, I've had a number of times where some people I was interested in, and when I saw the way they were conducting themselves, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And that's it. I don't extend no invitation. But sometimes you can't tell. It's like anything else. I tell people writing is a risk. It's no different than saying editing is a risk or publishing is a risk. That all three of those statements they happen to be true. Yeah, it, it's uh, uh, it's you know you can <laughs> like you said you can put in all the work and it's still you you can't ever nothing is certain in life. It's like the weather. <laughs> you oh, can get me started on that. Yeah, well there you go. But yeah, we we've seen the examples. I mean, you know. Uh, and I, and I trust me, I've dealt with some some rowdy folks and some some hellraisers. I mean, you know, uh, Mark alone. I mean, it's just you wouldn't believe how wild he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, no, you never know. You ne- you never know until you start working in that whole process. Once we could go a complete other show and just that process of when you get ready to do do a book for somebody. It's a really Unique experience, I will say that. I can remember one of the first ones I I, um, I really published uh, was I was so nervous, and that went so smooth that I think it threw me off for some of the others. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's never been anything bad though. I can really say I've had good experiences. So you know, there's there's always something. But it, you know, part of that also stress and being tired, and you know, I don't run many mags or anything, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it, it's that's the thing. Just kind of, I, I you have to in this business, you have to learn how to bite your tongue a lot. Sometimes, some of us do, some of us don't. I'm yeah, just saying, I'm, I'm not one of those people. And, and somebody I know, <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those people. I don't, I don't, I don't bite anything. I'll bite you, but I ain't gonna bite no freaking tongue. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I, I'm probably. That? A little bit more laid back, but trust me, I a lot. We share a lot of the same opinion. We we, we do, and I, I don't I don't mock the way you go about things because you have to be John. I, I have to be Mark, and, and my feeling yeah. is is that I think it's reasonable to ask somebody to have a, a general a measure of gratitude, and I don't think it's difficult mm-hmm. to say, you know, you should show some respect because if I'm working my ass off for you, I'm already showing you respect, and in, 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 you know, in spades. So I, I don't really think it's 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 unreasonable to ask these sort of things, and I'm surprised when when things are not returned because they ought to be a given. Yeah, that that is that is a little something that you know we could definitely go in, and even especially just editing uh, our journals uh, when it, it just the sometimes the lack of respect is very annoying, and people really need to think about that when we're taking the time to to run your work and everything else. It's, it's time we're taking out of our day and we're not do, just doing yours. We're, we're, we're doing a lot. And, you know, sometimes it is the lack of respect people. Have, it's not a given that you're going to get published. It's not a, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's just, you really do need respect. 
because I see a lot of stuff, you know, people not crediting you uh, as far as in your publications list. That's one thing that I think would annoy both of us is oh, sometimes yeah. you, you notice that. It's like I've published some people it has been – and I'm not calling people out, but it, it is just – I find it disrespectful. And, you know, especially when it's been over a year and you publish somebody and they don't even list you. It's like, well, then why should I run your work? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a fair point. And people think it's it's such a minor thing and you're just being a jerk. I had one guy, he got mad at me. He goes, I understand how you're you're judging me on on the bio. I said, well, I made it really clear in the rules. And it's just a general professional respect in, in, in writing. That if I published you six months ago, it, it should be on there. There's no way, reason why it shouldn't be on there. Well, I just forgot. I'm like, yeah, you just forgot because I'm looking at these other credits that you did. They're all on the Internet. I can look at every one of those journals, and I can see that in every one of those bios, I'm not mm-hmm. on there. So you're, you're lying to me, first of all. And, and second of all, it doesn't mean anything to you. So why are you coming back over here? If, if I don't mean anything to you before, how do I suddenly mean something to you now? No. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And that's that. I said, be, yeah. be glad I don't just erase you from my magazine because I, I don't, I don't deserve that sort of thing. First of all, and and second of all, I give people credence when when they forget stuff and things happen. We're busy. That's all <laughs> fine. But if I see a trail of, of this not being listed and you're getting published yeah. all over the place, I mean, I know I know you're being disrespectful now. Yeah, and it is. I've had a lot of blatant, especially when we've had some issues, things that have happened in the past. People just being that way, and I, I just to me that's so trivial and so childish. Because if I'm taking the time to run your work and you know showing you the respect, just to, to, you know, and I don't need, I don't mean that I need. Oh, I need some thanks. Just you know, credit the credit to Mac because uh, or the you know the journal or whatever you want to call it because it's you know it means something to me. I put time into it. I created it. So it's like you know. Just, you know, it's weird when you see people who do not credit. It's like, why are, what are you embarrassed? You know, you, you don't mind bothering me to <laughs> when your work's going to run, but then you don't want to even, uh, you know, list my, uh, list my uh, journal. That's, that's ridiculous to me. That really is. I, I don't get it. I don't understand people's, it's, it's really arrogance sometimes. And that's really what it is, and I, I just I won't I won't tolerate it. I've taken some people yeah. off of my magazine. I've called some other people out. Yeah. I made it really clear that I'm going to be very aggressive about this because it's not acceptable. Don't come to me three months afterwards. Ask me, uh, you know, um, can, mm. can 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 you look at my poem again? And I'm looking at the bio with it. And it doesn't even remember, doesn't even list me from three months ago, which means that during that three months, there's a good chance they went out there and got published and no one still knows about us. Folks, the reason why we stress this is not because we have some kind of ego. It's because it's a marketing tool when somebody lists you in the bio. They know now that you're out there. They know that, you know, Drinker Zonies are out there and they know that Rye Whiskey Review is out there and Aerial Chart. They know that's out there. It helps market things. I had a lady that come on to my show that's one of the first things she said. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my friends got published by you, Mark, and, and they listed you. So I looked you on the internet, I found you, I sent you some work, you liked it, and then later on you, you said, "Hey, I really like to talk to you about some of your work on the show." And that's literally how everything came about, just because somebody had the professional courtesy to list Ariel <laughs> Chart on their bio, and and then the other yeah. person just did all the legwork to find out. There you go. So these things, they're real. It's not like we're just giving you some imaginary stuff because it's so much fun to, to, you know, to, to, to make, make light of all this. It's a, mm. it's a serious matter. 
when we put the work out and we're not being listed. It, it truly is a, a slap in the face. There's no other way to look at it. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, strange. I, I don't I, – you definitely – I share the same opinion on it. I'm just not probably as aggressive as I should be on it, but it, it does – more and more it really gets to me. Just because, you know, it, especially I like, sometimes I can understand it's been a long time since I haven't seen you and you're listing your more updated bio. OK, I understand you haven't been published here in a while. But if I'm publishing on a regular basis and a lot of people that that I do publish do regular business with me. So and, you know, if they can do it and I credit all the places I go to, I mean, you know, then I it's not that hard to do. So yeah, it, it's it, in. It really isn't, and that that's the reason why I, I you have to call people out because yeah. it's not a hard task to update your mail. Come on, Hans. There's so many other things we do in our life, but we can't do that simple thing. Put a <laughs> put a couple words in, in, in a document. I mean, really? I mean, let's be serious here. You know. That's right. And, and I completely agree with you because the general rule is is that you publish somebody once and maybe you don't see them again. You know, after six months, they don't have to list you anymore. They have to list some other, yeah. other people, and I'm yeah. fine with that. But I'm like you. If I am if I published you on a regular basis, or let's say over the couple of years now, you know, I've mm-hmm. probably published five or six or seven of your poems, I ought to mm-hmm. permanently be in your bio because now a lot of my journal has your work in it. So why should yeah. I not be listed on a regular basis then? Because I've given you a, a big commitment of my time. Well, I'm expecting the same mm-hmm. in return. Yeah, when I have a that that's true that I always list certain places because I have a body of work at those places. I'm I'm one of those that does like to return to certain places. You'll always see, you know, you always see Ariel Chart in my bio. You'll always see uh, Punk Noir, uh, places that regularly publish me because uh, Piker's another one, Piker Press, um, because they they've been kind to me and they've always. Published my work. You have, so of course I'm going to mention because uh, go over there. You want to read? You really like something I got up there? I mean, I got a whole body of work over there. You know, so I it's just it's just a common sense. Another thing is just common sense. You know, and you you know that people are not just not noticing it. It's just it it the slap in the face is especially how hard we work. It's just ridiculous and it's so disrespectful. That just it, it's one of those things I have to admit that annoys me greatly. So it does. I say- and and it, and, it, and it, <laughs> folks, when you're listening about this, if you think we might have veered off of the topic of of a vision versus delusion, we haven't. So this is actually part and parcel of that because in the end, your vision is to make sure that you're you're sending respect to the people who are supporting you as you're moving on ahead. So that's your job to do that. When you get delusional, that's when you forget about us, and somehow you think that. You know, the universe has granted you some sort of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, no, it, it hasn't, okay? And guess what? When you start losing friends and you start losing places to go, you're going to find out the universe doesn't even remember you anymore because you don't seem to remember anybody else. So yeah, it, it's, in mind. Uh, it's, it, it, it's just weird how people do that. And, you know, you do see that sometimes with people. I mean, I, I've definitely seen that with... Uh, uh, a, a, a person that I, I've dealt with in the past, like I said, and kind of gave him a break. Um, and then, you know, they'll submit work to me and then you're not even in their bio and it's like, wow. You know? mm. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So there you go. That's definitely something not to do with us. If you're going to, we're going to publish you. Yeah, definitely. And you, you shouldn't do it to anybody. It, it could be the worst academic 
piece of trash subsidized by the United States, <laughs> you should still list them if they decide that oh, they yeah. decide to publish you. It's it's simply the right thing to do. And sometimes you have to do the right thing even when you don't feel like it's it's the most wonderful thing to do. Even if somehow you had a bad experience with them and you kind of hate them a little bit, you should do the right thing because support yeah. deserves support. It, it should not be ignored. It's just really that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I run the writers, so I feel like that's, you don't have to, like I said, people don't have to cater to me in any sense. They don't have to, I don't really care about the, all the thanks in the world. Just credit me in the, in the, in the bio there. That's all I ask. That's not asking much either. So, you know, like I don't have any weird kind of guidelines where you got to jump through hoops or anything else. So I feel like if I'm being really easy and accessible for you, then that's the least you can do. So, yeah, that's just that people should take a heads up on that because that deeply annoys both of us. So. Yeah, it really does. I mean, because uh, yeah. uh, we're working for you, um, you know, it's not much to ask in, in, in return. And if it is too much to ask in return, then maybe you need to go elsewhere. One of the things on the final note on this particular subject, and, and this is for us to take some responsibility for what we do, Okay. John can speak on himself about it, but I ultimately, I understand that when we have made sure that we've given people some heads up on things, you know, why they reject it, and we try to stay in communication with people whenever it's possible, nothing too excessive, but actual communication, sometimes we invite these sort of things because uh, folks don't seem to understand that the great majority of publications out there won't even respond to you. Even when they accept you, they give you the same soulless form letter that they did when they rejected you. So you don't know why you're being rejected. Hell, you don't even know why you're being accepted. It could have been an accident. It could have been they want to fill a slot. You don't even know. So, uh, and you don't seem to give those people a hard time, you know. And so, uh, again, if you're going to uh, list a magazine that didn't even have the decency to communicate with you, what the hell are you going to exclude us for? Uh, why, why do our <laughs> communication with you and trying to be human and respectful, why does that warrant that? You know, so I say in the end it might say a whole lot more about you than it does about us. Yeah, it, it just common sense, and it is ridiculous. And people do forget that you know the editors that write you back are kind of becoming a, we're almost a thing of the past. I mean, you know, there's, there's it's just getting ridiculous. Um, so yeah, just common sense. I mean, seriously, it's <laughs> all it takes. Because I we know we know tons of writers, and I know plenty of writers that have been published everywhere, and they still never forget those little things. It's just kind of it's ingrained in you. It's like breathing. You don't think about breathing, so don't think about you know updating your bio and giving a little credit. Pretty easy. There you go. You got <laughs> it. That was the last word, and thank you very much, John. Right, we're going to move on to the second uh, segment of the show, which is a, a mailbag segment. We're going to do a more formal and extensive one in January, but right now it's just nicer to at least uh, you know put about some mail that we've heard recently from folks. So we're going to both take um, four questions for the most part. Okay, um, I got mine up, and hopefully you have yours up. Okay, we, yes. You can read from them. So, um, John, do you want to go first? You know, just sort of read the question and then, you know, give your you know answer on the spot about whatever they're asking. Okay, uh, I got the uh, my my first question here, and, I, and I'm definitely not somebody who likes to read out loud, so there you go. This is always fun. This is called Torture with John Patrick Robbins. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I hear you. <laughs> All right, here's the first question. Neptune, the poem. While a departure from your usual lifestyle poetry 
is still not a poem traditionally accepted by academically controlled contests and magazine higher-ups. What inspired this work of depth and truth? All right. Well, we're going to start with a we're going to start with a really deep, and this will probably be controversial, but they want to know the story behind it, and I am a straight shooter, so why not? Um, Neptune is really was a right, honestly, and and thank you for the question. Um, because I don't know who sent it. To me. Yeah, <laughs> so thanks, thank you for thank you for the question. I got the question. So um, Neptune was right that I definitely was a departure. It's uh, incredibly deep. I was at the time, you know, talking to a, a a person that really meant a great deal to me. Is no longer in my life, um, unfortunately, and. I was just at a place to write is it's pretty self-explanatory. It's basically, and it's definitely a controversial subject. It's, it's being at that point in your head where you're thinking, you know, do you want to go on with life? And that's what it was really about. And just having feeling so guilty, just telling, you, you know, somebody who you just deeply love how tired you were, you know, and that's what the right is. It's it's a real departure, and it's you know it, <laughs> it's a it's it's almost like a almost like a suicide right. And it was uh it's very it's very different. But I was not exactly a huge fan of it, oddly enough, because it was so different than what I was doing. And anybody can tell you that it, it's a real it's a real change. It's a real deep right. It's uh it, it was you know. It, I deal with depression. A lot of people do. Don't feel any shame in it. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. Um, and often funny people do. <laughs> you know, comedians are the most depressed people on earth. Sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's largely what it was. And, and it's absolutely a true story. But it's, you know, not wanting to say, hey, this is what I'm really thinking. So just saying, yeah, I think I'm just going to go off into the stars. And it, it's it, in a way, it's pretty right. In other ways, it, you know all the real story behind it. It's a very dark right. But then again, I, I write dark and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a departure. I'm glad that people and people connected with it. But at the time, oddly enough, when I, when I did it, I was not so, you know, it was one of those that you just think, God, this is sometimes people don't get that going so personal and so deep. It, 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 it hurts. You know, that's the thing. If, if it makes people feel, then you're doing something right as long as it's connecting. But that one is a very ultra personal one. I'm glad people uh, connected with it, so to speak. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you wrote it. And I'm certainly not surprised you get a question like that. You'll probably get more like that in, in, in the future. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um mm. As men, we don't know anything about childbirth, but we can tell uh, people metaphorically that oftentimes art can be the painfulness of childbirth, and then something beautiful comes out. And in your case, that looks like that's how it worked out. So I, mm -hmm. I hear you. All righty. Uh, one, so one, one caveat about all of this is, and one of the things I've been doing behind the scenes is when people often contact me, um, sometimes by messenger out of the blue or even by the email and, and sometimes by some of my other sites, you know, they'll, they'll ask questions about how to make contact or they'll even offer commentary. But usually people don't want any kind of acknowledgement and they don't even want to be put on the mailing mm -hmm. list. So I, I promised lots of people that when I did all this, if they would, they would make contact, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, that, 
you know, I, I wouldn't call their names out and, and I wouldn't try to sell them anything. I mean, on the show, yeah. we'll tell you about things that we're doing and you could buy them or not buy them, sure. But I wouldn't actually send them a direct email, do this or do that, because you're not going to get in contact with people if you keep doing that sort of stuff. So I, I kept my word, and that's the reason why we do this, not because, uh, you know, uh, folks are really uh, afraid we're going to go after them and beat them up or something. It's just that, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. in this day and age, people, they won't be candid unless they feel they have some anonymity. So I have to go with that. And, well, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. Are you going to read your question yes, now yes. or do read another no, one? No, I got uh, We'll go back and forth. <laughs> okay. so I'll do one. Now, this one right here is right. like a, like like four different excerpts from emails I got that were pretty damn long. We don't have the time for that. And some of them were kind of rough. <laughs> And I don't shy from rough, but some of the stuff you don't need to hear because it's a little, little too carried away. All right, all right. So um, these were all on the candor episode I did, and believe it or not, I must have got like ten of them. And I'm just going to read four excerpts of, of four of them, and then we can uh, we can move on with my answer and, and go on to yours. On the next show, we could do more of them because that uh, yeah. that seemed to provoke a lot of people to say all kinds of things. Okay, all right. Uh, first one here is I thought you don't do political. I had to stop it right there because this guy's uh, talking about Palestine and the world ending mm. and having McDonald's on, you know, the moon. And, you know, he was going off on a whole nother tangent that had nothing to do with <laughs> the candor episode. OK. All right. So. All right. Got that. Um, mm. The next one. This this is a lovely person. This is one of the longest winded lectures I have heard in quite some time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks. All right. Next one here. Damn. I thought I was political. Maybe you should name the show Strength to be Harmful. Yeah, appreciate that. That's, that's lovely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I get the nice Yeah, I'm telling you. You're, you're the good guy. Thanks. <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm Mark Furman over here, and, and, and this guy is Adam 12. Thanks. That's uh, right. There you go. All right. And then uh, the last one here, like the show, great points. I agree we live in a hypersensitive time where little is candid. Oh, thank God, a positive one. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So, listen, folks, in in a nutshell, okay, I, I honestly strive to not be political, not because I'm so afraid of hurting somebody's feelings, because I'm not afraid. You can't do shows like this, and quite frankly, you can't be an editor, and you can't even be writing these days if you're afraid of that. You might as well just go in a closet somewhere and never come out. All right? So that's definitely never been a fear. It's just that I don't want to veer too much from the literary stuff that we do, because the show is marketed literary, and that's the truth, and that's why I try to stay on it. Is it 100% uh, political free? No, it's probably impossible to do that these days, but it's pretty damn close, okay? And, and just for the sake uh, of understanding that, on that particular show, you know, I made, I made a few exceptions just to demonstrate some points of candor. That, that was it. I mean, uh, it wasn't because I was trying to secretly uh, talk about something. If we really want to go that route, I could just have my own show doing that. In case you notice, I don't. Because I'm not interested in talking about that on a regular basis. I'm really not. It's not really where my heart is. This is where it is. So you can get mad. And unfortunately, um, you don't read the rest of these questions uh, or in statements. In many cases, they're not really questions. Uh, and I don't read them because you, you'll, you'll see right away that these people, they have, they have different opinions than I do. And they just want to get mad about that. You know, I'm sorry that I don't support terrorists and I don't support people that blow up buildings and you know, I'm, I'm not down with abortion, and, you know, I, I believe that gun rights are important, and I think that people who do these serial shootings probably have mental issues, and we should try to address, you know, mental illness in our society. Those are issues that a lot of people have different feelings about or different viewpoints, and they get mad, and they, they write me and blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do? Sorry. That's just the way it is. 
But uh, <laughs> that episode um, probably brought the most questions that I've ever had of any episode uh, in this show's history. I literally have over 20 questions just for that one alone. I haven't even mm. done them all yet. We'll do a lot of them in the next one. Some of them I can't even do because if I read the statement, I probably help them with their politics more than I do with anything else. And I'm not interested in doing that either. Try to stay as literary as we can. But that's what that is in in, in a, a larger nutshell. <laughs> all right, John. Save me from these questions, please. All right. Here, here's the next question. We Once again, we are grateful that people send them in. All right. Normally... Biker people don't read books or write anything worth a wooden nickel. You a biker. You, <laughs> you surprise me and encourage me to continue to forge with my own ang- angle on life. Is your work purely autobiographical? Well, thank you. I'm glad to know that people that, that uh, ride motorcycles don't read. I guess, you know, I'm one of them. Uh, There's a compliment but, there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand what they mean, and, and I, I am uh, – very honored you decided to, you know, start pen and stuff. You should. Everybody should write, no matter what. No matter if you send them out or not. It's just good for the, the soul, so to speak, I think, writing is. Um, is my work purely autobiographical? Uh, quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> um, you can't make up some of the things, but there, you, you'll never know. I'm never really going to let you off the hook and say, well, this is a story, this isn't. Um, you know, of course, there are – I do write fiction – and uh, but yeah, there. So much of my work is really, as a good friend of mine would say, uh, close to the bone. Um, you know, it, it's. I, I just don't know how to do it any other way. All all the work I really admired, it was always people who kind of blurred that line, whether it be Bukowski, uh, Kerouac, or you know, even Brodigan, who at times could do that. He didn't do it as. As quite as often, because he got out there in outer space sometimes. But you know, I mean, that that's kind of the style I prefer. I think when people feel like, God, is this? You know, when you make them question and and you leave a little bit of mystery, it's always good. You know, but I definitely most everything has. Uh, you know, I'm inspired by things around me. Um, not everything when you read, of course, like some kind of crime. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go on some killing spree or something, <laughs> but uh, no. But yeah, I, and and I do have a passion for bikes. Once people may may not know, I don't know. I didn't don't know that I ever revealed it, but yes. Not me. I, I, I never heard anything about it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, uh, you definitely call me a biker because yes, I do love bikes. There you go, there, folks. Code name Harley. <laughs> That's what we're gonna say. Mark Rousey and code name Harley. <laughs> and Harley. Okay. <laughs> so yes, a lot of my work is, but no, I wouldn't say purely. No, there's always going to be that line, you know. When when sometimes I'm going to write things for entertainment, but you can tell usually, um, the stuff that's inspired. So, I mean, I can't. You know how much work I, I you know, put out there. I can barely, you know, count past five. So I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you how what this is. You know, it, it, it's. I think that's. Anybody who is a good artist can really take anything and make you wonder, wow, I wonder if that really did happen. And, and I think it's still good to leave a little mystery. But, yeah, a lot of my work, of course, is true life, yes, a lot of it. So oh, there you well, go. That's, that's his style, and, and thank you very much for that. Mm. All right, let's well, go on to the next one over here for mine. Can't wait. Some of these things can be rough, but uh, you get some good ones down then. All right, uh, next one here. 
The Roads to Fear and Faith, um, that, that was the name of one of my episodes, in writing are apparent in every writer's journey. My compliments to a complete, and this is in um, parentheses here, um, episode. Now, uh, when I get a statement like that and um, a compliment like that, I, I don't want to be like some of those difficult women where you, you say that you like their hair, and then the first thing they say with is, "What do you mean the other the other hair the other day sucked?" I don't want to do that, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> going to read into the complete about the, all the other episodes not complete. No, I'm going to take it as a compliment. All right, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're right, though that that fear and faith that they they're on each side of a coin when you when you're dealing with writing, you you have to. Um, you have to sometimes uh, find it, uh, the faith, if you want to keep moving on. And other times you have to try to control your fear en- enough to try to get something done. You know, kind of like when uh, John was writing that, that Neptune poem. And that's that's probably mm-hmm. one of the things he was talking about, about, Jesus, do I want to release this thing? It's different than anything else I did before. It's based on a really uh, difficult moment in my life and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and that's where the faith comes in about, okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna give it a shot. And it worked out well for him, thank God doesn't always work that way in writing. doesn't always work that way in life. But uh, no. I appreciate the question. There you go. That's a great one. All right. Well, I guess guess it's on to me now it again. Uh, I do enjoy this, by the way. Cool. So I just want people to know that I have – I know I joke, but everybody gets it. I'm the funny one. So. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> so, much. Anyway, I love the Guest House series, mainly because you provide a perfect humor backdrop for frequent – Frequent hard topics that need to be told. Have you figured out how to get your partner to lighten up? Not well, <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked me this question. Uh, what I like to do to get Mark to lighten up, I like to draw a bath and you know give him a nice back rub and mix him a little cocktail. But he never takes my invite. We were going to film. We were going to tape at the Holiday Inn, but no. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I mean that. that that is a different question, you know. <laughs> you know, um, it, you know it really, it really is. I mean, I'm I'm gonna try to take it like the <laughs> question I had, where there's a compliment is somewhere without having to pull out my freaking uh, magnifying glass. Okay. Well, they like me, so that's pretty much all that matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I mean, this is the thing: is sometimes people listen to us, and you know, if we both acted like off the wall it would just be it would be like uh it would be if i it was doing one with my co-editor once i've done a podcast with then people are like wow this is like you know the lunatics running asylum you know mark, mark has a great sense of humor and sometimes maybe people don't see it i see it quite often so it's like it's we're not all you know before we tape we aren't like this is what we need to do to go talk on the literary community no we we we're we're genuine friends <laughs> it's he's not quite what you think you know you could be thrown off i guess but i i i know the person <laughs> beyond the page and he does as well as me and I, we're not nobody is what quite what you may think so yeah no he, he's uh, as far as lighting up uh, trust me it, <laughs> we we have some restrictions on the show so um yeah no you 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 uh you're you're more uh, fun and 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 humorous than people probably know, but I get the humor and I always you crack me up. But then again, you know, I mean, I'm I'm laughing all the time, anyways. So 
<laughs> well, I certainly uh, appreciate that. And if I need any and any defense in this situation, the, the truth is, is simple. Some people like John, they could be who they are and still sound literary. I'm one of those people where um, I'm, I'm somebody different when I'm doing the show, when I'm writing, than when I am in person, when I'm not literary. I'm just a Jersey guy that curses a lot and is happy I don't smoke anymore and trying to live my life with my kids before I die, you know? So um, that's just the truth of the matter is I don't know how to be both of those things together and, and, and do the things I want to do. John has the gift of doing that. I don't. So it's probably why... Uh, on these shows, we sound so different. We sound like opposites oftentimes. And, and people like that because, you know, it doesn't make any sense to have two Johns on the show or two Marks. That's, that's kind of dumb. Mm. So it's good to have the contrast. But, you know, yeah. in, in real life, he's right. I, I probably uh, can be more, more funny than him sometimes. <laughs> but that's because I'm naturally Jersey. I don't want to mm. be naturally Jersey when I'm doing a show like this because uh, – First of all, we're not really allowed to curse very much on the show and because of the network. But also because uh, I'm, when I'm trying to be literary, it, it, it's better to try to actually think things out rather than just, you know, F this and do that and whatever. That's, just, that's not really helpful. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're, we're vastly <laughs> – well, you know, you got Jersey and you got the South. So it's kind of a weird weird mix, but it works, you know. There you go. So most, most people, yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. Sometimes people don't know some of the stuff you hear that that they could hear off the air would crack them up. Probably would, and, and I don't know if anyone will listen to a show again. But at least I have a laugh until they, they say the hell with them. <laughs> so I, I, oh, they'd have a. Laugh. They might. They might. Yeah, they might. But uh, we'll we'll keep it the way it goes. The, the formula seems to be working, and uh, I, I can't really have any complaints about that. If we're going to get some questions like that now and then. I'm not even going to mm -hmm. be uh, offended because you don't know everything that's going on and you're probably never going to. So that's fine. You have to pretty much ask things based on what you see and, and, and whatever you happen to know at that moment. And that, to me, I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you can't get mad at somebody because they don't know everything about, you know, how things work. So that, that, I'm okay with that. All right. And, and, and thank you for that, actually, and believe it or not. All right, let's go on to this one. Uh, I got a lot of um, questions about the Harlan Ellison episode, which is great because I have yet mm -hmm. to really get many questions about those uh, classic spotlight ones. You know, I was like, what the hell? I yeah. mean, my, other than Jana Begovic, who, by the way, is not only a great fan on the show, but, I mean, she could really yeah. write some analysis over there on Facebook for everybody. She even gave me permission to transpose those onto the uh, onto the actual site itself for the for the for so that other people can read them. So thank you very much for that. And, um, I mean, sometimes her analysis is better than my damn show. So, God bless you. <laughs> She's great. She's All right. great. All right. Uh, so, I got this Ellison one. I did this a couple of weeks back, okay? Um, he only died a few years ago, by the way. And he is the only writer so far in my life uh, that I really have some influence and, and real, real respect over that I actually met. I met him twice. So, mm. uh, and he was a hell of a character each time. And you just you, you have to accept his abrasiveness, and if you do that, you you won't be offended and you won't be disappointed. If you you think this guy's going to glad hand you and say something wonderful, well, that's the wrong person you're talking to then, because Paul <laughs> Anderson was about as ordinary as they get. But uh, yeah. but he had a, he was a man of integrity, and that's why I mm -hmm. always uh, have respect and, and love for him, and will always remember him. All right, so let me go on here. I got I got three uh, of the excerpts of some of these. Some I had a guy who went on for a page and a half. God bless him, but I can't even do that on the show. It was all great, by the way, but it's just too much. Uh, big fan of Ellison and mighty glad you decided to recognize a true modern master. Yes, thank you very much for that. 
Allison mm. is a writer we should hear more about. I recommend you do another episode. You know, I'm considering that on some of these writers that sometimes the, the, the stuff is so much that I, I should probably do a sequel down the line to add more stuff to it. Yeah, I, I'm really going to think about that, too, because as long as I'm not doing the same stuff with it, then it's something new because everybody knows I'm trying to yeah. do new things. I'm not trying to rehash things from before. All right, and then the last one here is what are the chances that STBH, that's that's the initials for strength to be human. I thought I only mm. wanted to said that, but somebody actually used that. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for sneaking up on my stuff over here. What are the chances that STBH does a sequel to the Harlan episode, which is just like almost well, the one before. The, the little, somebody else asked me the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really thinking about it. I think there's a couple. I mean, I'd like to do another one on Poe because I think I could go a little bit more on that. And yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind doing another one on Huxley. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing another one on Harlan Ellison, too. So, yeah, I, I really think that in, in next year, you know, I can't tell you when, but I think next year I, I'd like to try to do that. So, yeah, there's a good chance. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. He was got talk about interesting character. <laughs> that guy when you when you uh, when you hear interviews from him was hilarious at times because he was so brutally honest. You know that that not to go on a tangent there, but Ellison was awesome. But okay, now it's uh, now it's uh, time for my my last uh, question. It's really a question, more compliment. But that's cool. John, you bring light to the world with laughter and human touch. I want you to know I'm a fan and a follower of the show. No questions. Please keep keep healthy and happy. Wow. Okay, now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Once again, it shows who the most loved member of this team is. It I'm just saying. Does, yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you, and thank you for listening. I mean, that's that's really uh, tremendous, you know. I don't know. It must I, be something in humor. <laughs> I, I try to keep things in the big picture, folks, okay? As long as we're getting some emails, as long as we're getting some love, it's better than nothing. So I'm going to go with that, okay? There you go. Yeah, I know. I, I, I appreciate it. And, I mean, you know, you say, you know, we've learned that John likes uh, motorcycles, and we've learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just like, yeah, I like to joke. I mean, but yeah, it, it, it's always good to know that it connects and your humor connects and it's awesome. So I'm glad I can make people laugh and we can entertain because it ain't just me on here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I told people now and down again, sometimes behind the scenes as well. I, mm-hmm. I said, listen, John is on the show, not just because he has a, a real intimate knowledge of some of the things that we're talking about, but also because you know, he's not me. You you want somebody that's not you on there because you never know what's going to make a person connect to the show. So if you got some people that connect to the show because they like John more than me, it doesn't offend me. It just it just simply proves that my strategy is working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it is an interesting. I mean, we people don't know. We agree on a lot of things. I mean, it's you know, it, it's just good as long as people are enjoying it. That's what we're doing it for. Yeah, so you know. I'm happy with it and uh, looking forward to another great year. All right, my last one over here is <laughs> another toughie, of course. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this person asks me, when is rewriting too much? This is based on that rewriting show I did. When is yeah. rewriting too much? I have gone through seven drafts and I sent out and I'm still not satisfied. You're depressing me with all this rewriting jazz. Let the editors sort it out. 
So I, I, I hear what you're saying about this and certainly not trying to depress anybody. But mm-hmm. I, and it's not a valid it's not really an invalid question. You're right. When is it too much? You know, I've given some basic examples on the show about what I thought it was. I mean, if you do one draft and you send something out, you're really not doing enough. I mean, yeah, if you do eight, <laughs> you, you do eight drafts, and maybe it is too damn much. But in the end, it's a very personal decision to make. I've known mm-hmm. plenty of people. Hell, I had an interview with a girl who honestly confessed. You know, I sent some stuff out there after a couple of drafts, and then later on it got published. And then I look at it and go, oh, crap, I could go something different with that. Now I'm not too happy. So you could do things that mm-hmm. later on it turns out you need to improve on. So yeah. you have to make these decisions yourself for them. There isn't any formula. And, and I'm sorry that it's that kind of bringing you down on that. But you got to remember that writing doesn't really have a beginning and a middle and an end like the product that comes out of us does. It's really about yeah. sorting things out yourself. And, you know, to say let the audit, the editors sort it out, I, I don't know how that's really helpful because, I mean, what are you saying? Let them figure out if what you're saying is crap or not? I mean, sometimes you, you can't trust them either. So you really have to take the reins of your own writing and you have to make these decisions yourselves. We really can't tell you what to do, and I, and I won't. All I'm going to say is that you should be rewriting. It's really essential. It's actually part of writing to rewrite. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to take a chance that sometimes you're going to send it out there and maybe it didn't connect. Or maybe, God forbid, because this happened to me at least twice so far in my entire life where I had something published. And later on when it came to me, I'm like, oh, God, I hate it. So it happens. <laughs> I mean, it happened. It happened to me go, oh, Lord, I'm just not happy with yeah. it. I could have done different things. And after a couple of drafts, I just simply put it out there. And what happened to me on that? Yeah. I, I, maybe I was impatient. Maybe for some reason I thought it was ready when it wasn't. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I made a bad decision, and later on that cost me. You know, we're all going to do that. It's part of the process mm-hmm. that you're going to learn. And you're not going to learn because, you know, I'm belittling you, and you're not going to learn because I'm praising you. You're only going to learn because I'm telling you that I've done some of the same mistakes as well. Yeah. No. That, that's definitely true when it comes to people rewriting everything. And, and uh, I, I know I'm actually one of the worst for self-editing. At like, a, you know, we know projects I have that I've talked about, uh, they go on for quite a long time. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we it, everybody does it different. They, you know, they, really... they do. So I, I actually think that even though it's sort of a rough question, uh, I could see inside the question some some real some real um, frustration about mm-hmm. you know what to do because it's obviously that they're trying to do the right thing. It's just that you're, you're not really always going to, going to know that. I, I do know that there is a point, and I don't know if there's a number or not to it, but you're going to know if you're just doing too much stuff on, on on a piece and you keep rewriting and rewriting and re. There's a point where you got to mm-hmm. be able to just either put it out there. Oh, they'll put it back in your drawer for another time then because you can't stay yeah. on one thing forever. You just can't. It's not a good practice, no. and it's a bad It's a bad idea. I, uh, I agree on that. It, it's uh, If you're having to go over it a hundred times, it's like, no, it's not there. Uh, sometimes you got to also know when it's, you know, it isn't. You have to recognize that it's not working. But, you know, that's all time in there. I mean, it's just you learn your craft. It's a craft, and it's called that for a reason. You learn it. It's all trial and error, basically. <laughs> it, it really is. All right, folks, we'll go on to this third segment, quite different than we've ever done before. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's literally the end of the year here, and I'll be hitting 100 episodes by the end of December, which has always been a personal goal of mine to try to get done. I wanted to even, you know, have it on an even number. And you'll you'll probably notice through the questions that we've gotten so far, and and of course the other ones that you'll you'll see uh, next month that you don't have a lot of people bashing us because all we're doing is promoting our own stuff all day. We're doing exactly what we told you we were going to do on these shows. We were going to promote writing. We were going to promote art. We were going to do our best to give some instruction to people, to give some encouragement. We were going to point out some bad players in this thing that 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 hurt people and that they shouldn't be there. But And we were going to try to be as courageous as we possibly can. But we wasn't going to do a whole lot of promoting our own stuff. So that's why we don't have any criticism along that line. Maybe after this segment, I'll probably get a whole bunch. What the hell? But, oh, well, what are you going to do? Just because we haven't done a lot doesn't mean we don't want to do it and doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. I'd like to see a little bit more of it done next year, and I'm going to make it a, a real point to do so. But I wanted to really just try to focus on some of the topics we did and not just spend all day long talking about that. I end the show already professionally with someone saying, you know, go check out Soma Publishing. You can check out some of the books I put out, uh, John has put out, mm-hmm. some of the other people that I've published have, have put out mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, and and people, uh, people have, so thank you, and, and, that, and, that, and that's great. Uh, I, I've been fortunate to have an opportunity uh, where I can get a, a project out, and not only in print, but also a project that's sort of like, you know, the last 20 years, like some of my greatest hits, so to speak. It's a book of, of selected writings. It'll have some poetry in mm-hmm. it, some from fiction. It had some quotes on a, on a book I was working on in the future about uh, just quotes of different writing of mine and some of these things that people can use. Some of them are humorous and some of them not. And I wanted to put that together, and I got a, a real opportunity through uh, Whiskey City Press over there, uh, a new press that, that John had put together, uh, to, yeah. to do so. So, um, and, and I think in a couple of days it, it'll be out and to, for people to purchase. It's going to be called uh, Question in the Quiet, and that's what it, the book's about. It literally has, uh, I don't know, I think it's less than 100 pages. But, you know, I, I just put together some of the last 20 years of just selected works that, that stand mm-hmm. out for me that I thought people would want to read that might represent some of my thinking and some of my writing and, and kind of where I've gone in the second phase of, of my writing life. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a tremendous book and I uh, was very honored to put it together and uh, publish it. And it will be out very soon. Of course, like when people hear this, it'll already be out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It was really cool to have you over there and and to uh, do the project. Also, it, it great to see an overview of your work like that. Once I think people really enjoy if they you know and uh, definitely uh, purchase through uh, my press, uh, Whiskey City Press. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I it's just a tremendous book. It was a really uh, it was a good book to work on. It was fun. Enjoyed reading it and uh, putting it together and getting it ready. So yeah, well, I'm definitely I'm definitely honored, and it's nice to have something else out there so that folks can sort of get a a good feeling of of what I was doing, and also maybe they'll, they'll it'll invite them to go see some other things that I have that are more electronically available than than, than this print <laughs> book. So, uh, and I'm excited about that. A lot of people don't realize that even though I stress literary and I stress the arts a lot. That I began as a science writer, and, and most of my beginning, my first books were all science books, especially mm-hmm. all in print, but they're all science books about the ethics of technology and all of that. You know, nothing I'm doing over here is inconsistent with that because I was talking about using technology for the better of people and mankind, not to use it in, in a poorly bad fashion. I was talking to uh, uh, one of the girls uh, yesterday in, in the interview, 
and we had talked about that, and I had mentioned, I said, yeah, you could take the email and communicate to somebody like this one guy did. His wife died. He has an autistic child. He's now a single father having to raise an autistic child. And he wound up, and he didn't even care about Facebook and email. He was, wasn't, it wasn't fascinating with that. He was a family man. He didn't mess with that stuff. He used it to connect to other fathers who have some of the same issues. Made up a page, and he said he has a better life for it now. He's learned a lot more. There's an example of someone using technology in, in a decent manner to, to improve them lives and maybe even improve the world a bit, you know, versus people that use hate stuff and, you know, send penis pics and all this other dumb stuff that don't do anything to, to help the world but just pollute it more. So it's like anything. You could use it in a humble and an honorable and a noble way, or you could just be a, 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 another crook out there. But I don't blame technology for that because in the end, it's really about what you want to do with it, not, not the technology's fault. You can do something good with a knife, or you can kill somebody with a knife. It's really that simple. So I wanted to try to use it in, in, in a positive way. And, you know, podcasting is a very perfect example of getting a radio show out there throughout the world, getting communication with people, listening to what other folks have to say, you know, and you don't have to be in some radio place where you have to convince them, oh, no, writing is important. I don't have to convince anybody of that crap. I already know that it is. It's out there. It has an audience. We continue to grow. Maybe not as fast as I like it, but it's still growing, and that's fine. It, that's, those are one of the things you figure out next year. What can I do to improve the audience? And, I, and I'll do my best on that, but I'm not going to do it by watering down anything or, or acting like a fool. It's going to be the show that it's always been, that it, that it has something important to say, and we're trying to get it out there. Now, I, I, like to, I like to read one of the selections from the book. I don't really get to do that about my own work, and I've done that from others before, so it's a, a kind of a wonderful privilege to do this on my own show. Believe it or not. All right. So well, this is one of my poems uh, that I, it's, you know, over the last uh, 20 years. So, I mean, I can't actually give you a date unless I looked in the computer uh, of when it was written. So just within 20 years. That's all I could tell you. Okay. All right. This one is called uh, Art in Heaven. Being angry at God is a natural state of the human condition. The distress is often a misplaced, misdirected, or misguided attempt at spiritual frustration. Because an unanswered prayer feels like neglect, seems like punishment. And if we're supposed to be the children in the eye of the Creator, then asking us to rely on faith for everything is cruel, and it invites doubt and debate about a Father in Heaven who resembles the absent one here on Earth. So it's one of those uh, deeper poems. I mean, yeah. no doubt about it. And then I think uh, I, I like to... Uh, sometimes talk about um, the, the spiritual elements of things and, and without making light, just making a, a more, uh, I think, a direct point uh, about um, oftentimes we, we wander into things to sort of replace some of the things we might have lost. I mean, so it's not hard for somebody to go into, uh, you know, into a sport or, or, or uh, an artistic uh, venue or, or even even going into a movie and acting or playing some music or something because they're trying to replace something they lost. Maybe the love in their family life or maybe their father dying and that person's not around anymore. We, we talked about earlier on the show that sometimes people lose their road from the vision of writing to a delusional stage because uh, they might have been using it for the wrong, for the wrong purpose all along. Maybe they can come back to, to doing the right thing, or maybe that's just who they are. Keep searching for something and, and, and using it in the, in the wrong path. And I think that sometimes people, and that's what I was trying to illustrate with that poem, 
sometimes people use religion and sometimes they use spirituality as a way to fill a hole in their heart. But it's not always going to do that. I mean, because oftentimes uh, you don't know when God is in your life. You don't know if a spirit is talking to you about something that could be useful. We live in such a cluttered and, and crowded and noisy world. We don't even know if God's speaking to us anymore. Maybe we just don't hear him anymore because of the kind of uh, confusion and, and, and the clutter and the noise and, and just, uh, just the, uh, the constant confusion of, of life in general. And uh, I feel that sometimes people use those things to, to fill in the voids or the gaps in their own life. And that maybe is not always the best thing to do because you might just be making yourself, you know, more confused. Yeah. Well, the heck of a right. And uh, like I said, and it's a heck of a book also. Just to add my two cents. Thank you uh, <laughs> very much. I really appreciate you uh, believing in it and, and, and checking it out. Um, uh, I even have a, a poem in there that you had published in one of your publications, and, and I think you mm -hmm. also nominated it for awards, so thank you. I want to mm -hmm. make sure I put that in there, not only as a, a, a tip of the hat to you, but also because uh, it's not one of the poems I typically write, and so it really is a, a little out of the ordinary for me. But um, sometimes you have to write things just on the cuff uh, because you know you you get upset or, or annoyed about something and it keeps happening, so sometimes that's the best way to you know, to, to deal with it is just to get it out of there and get it out of your system so you can move on. Yeah, and and, and a poem that, that at the time cracked me up. And it, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could so. be kind of funny. Yeah. I, I, I'm a person that doesn't use very much profanity in my writing at all. I, I, I swear you could take 35 years of my writing and find maybe two curses in the, in the whole thing. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Not because I have some yeah. deep belief about profanity is bad, it's just that I, I always felt that I, I really couldn't convey it well enough, so I just said, the heck with it. I'm just not going to use it. So I've never used it very, very sparingly. And, in fact, I, uh, I had an incident with one of my plays in Kansas back in 1995 where the, the director said, hey, Mark, can we add some curses to this? Because we find it kind of weird how you have all these carriage characters in the forest and they're all angry and nobody's cursing. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point because I never really <laughs> thought about that. I mean, I was trying to illustrate a point about – how they were making an experiment about just being out in the wild and not using technology to try to, you know, use this experiment and to make a point. And when it goes bad, uh, you, you're right, they ought to be cursing. And it just, it, it just never felt like I, something I could do. They actually was adding the cursing to me. So the original play I wrote has no profanity in it, but the videotape of the performance which they gave to me, I mean, it's cursing all over the place. And it worked out. It actually worked out. Now, I didn't take their curses and put them back in the play because I'm still being me, and that's that. But uh, they were right. It added more of a dramatic element that I, that I missed. So, you know, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> there you go. It is a uh, – now, no, like I said, the book is a, a tremendous book, and it's, it's great to see all the, the, you know, the different aspects of your writing. And, yeah, people really need to check it out, so – plug there from the Whiskey City Press, one of my favorite presses out there. <laughs> God, I, I, God, I hope so, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I want to I I end the show, folks, here with just a couple of passages from, from the book on the quote area. It's extremely rare for any, any book to have a bunch of quotes from other writings, but because I was working on another project, I thought it'd be nice to put it in here just to do something unique because mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. You know, that that's the case. So I thought I'd read a couple of those and we kind of go from there. 
All right, and um, hopefully it'll help you understand the book a little bit more and, and maybe a little bit about myself, okay? All right. Um, and I also put uh, where these quotes came from because uh, I thought that was important because uh, they, were, they were from journals and notes okay. and everything. And sometimes they became a part of a writing. Other times I just left them in the journal. So it, this is sometimes the first time that, you know, they were out there, okay? All right. Freedom comes from good character, not from good government. And uh, that was part of a political speech I gave for a candidate in California, and he lost in 1991, by the way. So I used to do political yeah. campaign work, and I, that used to be my job when I got out of the Air Force. And I, I thought it was interesting to, to, to use that, because now that we find a world where that, that really is the case, you know, if you can't find some, some goodness in yourself, don't, don't expect to find it somewhere else. You know, it's got to start from you. All right. Um, this one was also in, in California, okay? It was part of a poem I wrote, and um, I never did publish it. It actually never did get submitted out in the end. It just sort of like it fell to the wayside. Um, I found a person with a clear conscience. I found an imbecile. So it's kind of a little dark humor in that one, you know. Some people, <laughs> like that yeah, one. they might they might think that one was kind of kind of funny. So you know, it, it might be okay. All right, yeah. Um, this one is from my own personal philosophy, so you'll probably hear that on the show a lot. But uh, in my experience, wimps are worse than the wicked. At least the wicked have chosen a side. And that's from an unpublished article mm-hmm. that I did. It's called. Um, because I can't use the curse word on this show, but it's called F the Fence-Sitters. And I, I, I never <laughs> did finish it, but I'm, I'm eventually going to do something with it. I like it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the truth. It, I like that really one. It is, and uh, you know me about Fence-Sitters. I'm not, I'm not exactly excited about them. Oh, I know. <laughs> I do know what you mean. And this is, this is the last one. It came from a military uh, uh, experience I had, actually a number of military experience I had on the very same subject. So... You'll, I think you'll you'll kind of get it, okay? If you stare at death too many times, you discover a horrible truth. It really doesn't have an ugly face. And this is from a, a unpublished article. I was trying to get it published in the in the Air Force newsletter in Germany because I actually wrote an article for that and was a columnist mm-hmm. for a while. But they wouldn't publish this because they don't like to talk about death mm-hmm. and flying. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wrote this from an unpublished article after the third U.S. Air Force plane that made an emergency landing with me in it. Mm-hmm. So, And that's the truth. Oh. I had three planes that literally had to take emergency landing. And each time I'm like, well, is this the time? You know? And you keep <laughs> saying to yourself, maybe I should have kissed that girl or maybe I should have talked to that person and not being a snoot or maybe I should have did this or maybe I should have did that because you don't know if you're just going to die in the damn plane. You just don't know. So, um, but I've always uh, loved uh, the service that I was in for six years. I didn't want to make it a career, but I, I love being there and I love being in the plane. I always felt that it had a more honorable death than drowning or being eaten by sharks. So I'm sorry, you Navy people, but to me, Air Force, we have the more glorious deaths, okay? <laughs> so that's a little bit about that book, Question the Quiet. Um, You'll you'll see from the uh, introduction on the book that it gives a better explanation of what Question the Quiet is. But if you know anything about uh, being a parent, you know that when the children suddenly become quiet, there is enormous evil happening, and you need to run to their rescue. <laughs> so it's really it's really about that on the world level, okay? 
There you go. Yeah, that's always a that's always a bad thing when kids are quiet. So, not that I have any, but I do know that much. <laughs> now, we, we, we had a little bit of a funny thing in the book. So I'll tell you about this, and you know, when you buy, you'll be able to see that. Okay, I came up with my own cover for the book. Okay, and, and my cover <laughs> sucked. Okay, and, and here's the, and here's why it sucked. Okay, because I'm an Italian. So if I'm going to talk about the ancient times as a warrior, I should be representing a Roman in there. I picked a Spartan from Greece, and over here I'm an Italian. I didn't even realize it until later. So not only did the cover suck, it was culturally incorrect. So I'm just a, I'm just a moron sometimes. But they were nice enough with the press to include it on the inside so that you can make a comparison to the righteous cover that John actually created and that is really wonderful and perfect for the book. So you'll see, you'll see how our competing visions – John's great, uh, mine sucks. You know, just just realize I'm a writer. I'm not a freaking artist. Okay, so enjoy the writing and just laugh at the, at, at my cover because uh, it's it's pretty damn horrible. Not everybody can to be do so many things and be the most liked member of the team. What can I say? Exactly. <laughs> he has he has it all. He has the Harley. Yeah. He does the barley. <laughs> Don't mess with him because he can be gnarly. Okay, it's just that simple. There you go. All right now. Busting out some rhymes. And I'm still better than Vanilla Ice on any given day. That's the truth. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to worry about him. So, yeah. Right. John, thank you very much for being on here. This is uh, officially the last to Guess House edition for the year 2019. And join us again in January of 2020 when we're going to have a lot of interesting topics. Many of them that we still haven't dreamt up yet, okay? I'm sorry we don't have this long agenda. Oftentimes we try to no. just search our own feelings or things that might have happened recently and, and try to use that because it, it, it makes it for a more interesting show and, and, quite frankly, it makes it for a more honest show. And that's what we try to do over here. Thank you for your questions, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, thank you for liking John more than me. Uh, at least somebody <laughs> likes somebody on this show, okay? And and, and thank you for, for for loving everything we've been doing with, with, with Strength to Be Human. A lot of people are taking something from it and, and using it to their advantage. I get a lot of, a lot of good compliments that way, and, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, John, any, any final words? Uh, just uh, thanks for everybody for listening, and it really does mean everything. And uh, thank you for having me on here, Mark. And just, yeah, just uh, – Let's keep everything going. Well, we, ended, and, uh, we ended this strong. That's a good year to end this strong over here. And, yes, and, it, I mean, it's been a big year. It really has been a hell of a year for both of us. So I'm looking forward to the next year. Um, definitely looking forward to it. I, I really am. Uh, a lot of things we want to do and, and, and get done. And I know for John, he's looking to take a break for a while, which, believe it or not, is just as important as, as when you have to work. And I think we need to learn that more as individuals. And John's starting to learn that. I I need to take mm -hmm. his advice too, and I'm trying to figure that out myself. It's, 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 it's not an easy been... thing because we tell you these things, and we do try yeah. to do these things to our best of our abilities. But, you know, yeah. I'm one of those people that I'd rather work than than not. You know, that's just me. Well, yeah, I mean, I say that, uh, and I'm working on a. I'm going to be taking just a little break because I've been working steady two years at this stuff, and and um, uh, I, I'm working on four books right now, and they're my own, so. <laughs> <laughs> my break is not really quite, you know, what people think, but just focusing in on some uh, projects I want to finish and Mark knows about, and you all will get to see as they 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 get done somehow. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the new year to leave you guys a, a little bit of a uh, of a tip. We're going to be uh, re-releasing re Strength to Be Human, the ebook, 
and uh, we'll talk about that on the show. But in this particular case, um, not that it has some extra material in it, but it has some extra languages, and a lot of the chapters are in those languages. The first version, I just simply used the core essay of Strength to Be Human and some of my philosophy behind it in other languages. But now a lot of the book is actually simultaneously translated into different languages, nine different languages, Hindi and Chinese are some of the new ones that we didn't have before. So we have Chinese next to Japanese. It's going to be very exciting and, and very different, and I'm hoping that it'll, it'll open up some new doors for us for the show and, and, and for the book it, it itself. So uh, I'll have it all assembled. It's just a question of how, of how I'm going to put it together because I'm trying to come up with something a little bit more creative, but I had a lot of people help me on getting it translated, and uh, mm. I'm excited to do that over there, something something different and you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, it'll it'll have an impact. Yeah, sounds interesting. I mean, it's definitely always want to crack different markets, like we tell people. So, yeah, so I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. My luck, they probably respond to me in Chinese, which is probably not going to really help me very much. But uh, I'll figure <laughs> it out as I go. Okay. <laughs> Google Translate. Yeah, something. I'll have to figure out something <laughs> to help me out. You know, but uh. I'm I'm definitely excited by it, and uh, it'll be something to to deal with here, and you know, yeah. in the early in the early spring of next year. All right, folks. Yeah. Uh, until until next time for this show, and in this case, next year. Uh, I thank you for a, a wonderful, supportive year, where you allowed a, a show that's pretty unique out there to talk about literature, to talk about some of the good and bad that we have to deal with, to talk about editing, to talk about publishing, even talk about you know podcasting as well is also allowing us to have some shows within the show, to have guest house inside that show, to even have Metal Future, where we're talking about music and rock and roll, just trying to be mm-hmm. intellectual about it. Although, I don't know how many people are going to accuse us of being intellectual on the Metal Show, but <laughs> hey, I haven't even got an official Metal question yet, so you know, we're still building that, and that's fine. Maybe next year we'll, we'll finally hear more from people, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still encouraged about how it's moving in the right direction. And... Uh, I'm not going to add any more shows, by the way. That's that's pretty much it. That's enough of what I can handle. But um, I'm I'm very much encouraged by doing the things that we want to do to try to make an impact. And, and we couldn't do that without your generous support. So thank you again. And God bless you all. Be safe in the new year. And we'll see you over on the other side in January. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing, www.somapublishing.com. <laughs>